Hey everybody, welcome into another edition of Rapid Recap here at the Inside Nebraska YouTube channel. I'm Zach Carpenter. He's Greg Smith, our Hi. senior recruiting analyst, senior recruiting extraordinaire, senior recruiting insider, <laughs> whatever uh, label you want to call him. TV star Greg Smith now. Oh, there we go. <laughs> we're getting I call you that off camera. I got to yeah, say that on camera. Um, but uh, we're here at Memorial Stadium where at the podium earlier today, right up here, right here yeah, where we're standing, right here. <laughs> is where Matt Rule um, took the took the stage, the lectern, the podium, the dais, um, to sort of recap a little bit the class of 2023. Yeah. Nebraska had 28 high school signees, 27 high school signees, one JUCO, so 28 that formed the 2023 class officially, and then 11 transfer additions. Um, he did talk about some, uh, some players like yeah. Jeremiah Charles and. Um, is, Ismael, Ishmael Smith-Flores uh, Smith yep. Flores, um, talked about Eric Gilbert, uh, MJ Sherman, j just the Georgia connection, mm -hmm. um, a few other Billy choice Kemp players. A little bit. Yeah, um, but talked about several different things. But uh, a couple of things caught my my eye and ear. But Greg, what was your first uh, your sorry main takeaway? Yeah, I think that the the top thing for me was just the team building aspect and how much that came up today. Um, it, it's funny. It's, it is the day of celebration for recruits and like putting a bow on the recruiting class. But you could tell the same way that I mentioned this when we talked to Terrence Knight and Ed Foley, the same thing happened with Matt Rule. I thought you could tell that he's ready to shift to football, right? Mm -hmm. He's ready to talk about, and he mentioned this a little bit, ready to get in the building with his guys and his team and be able to work with those guys is coming up here soon they can start to observe those workouts and be there for some of that stuff um, and so that's going to be helpful plus he, like he said he's learning you know a hundred plus kids that he said are still kind of coming up to him and kind of introducing themselves to him each time he meets them because there's like a hundred plus of them and one of him right uh, which I found kind of funny but I think that those sorts of team building things eating with each other at the cafeteria and doing that sort of stuff um, really caught my attention of how they're going to now shift forward and kind of this next phase of building the team to the 2023 season yeah I've always been interested like when a new coach comes yeah, in they have, a, have they, have, they have like a uh, earbug in their <laughs> thing like where the personnel director saying hey mm -hmm. that's that's Isaiah Garcia Castaneda that's right. save your bets um, which are two of the guys that he talked about right. um, that he was asked about and uh, sort of the connections there with um, what was it uh, Jeff Nixon yes. his uh, Nixon's son is the one, right? Yeah, who, um, had that connection. He played here at Nebraska. Was here for a couple of years. Um, Will Nixon, who now is now transferred to Washington, um, and so he came in the same recruiting class as Xavier Betts, um, and so they kind of put the bug in the ear. And it was kind of funny to, to hear Matt Rule actually admit, you know, I didn't know who Xavier Betts was. Right. He was wasn't on the team when I got here. <laughs> so you know, but in meeting him, he said directly that you know. He didn't go in the portal on me, so I didn't really hold that against him. If he wanted to have a conversation, and he did, they were able to do that and kind of bring Xavier back. I thought that everything he talked about with that, I thought was really good. Yeah, and obviously Xavier's one of 103 players right now mm -hmm. on scholarship, which is 18 over the limit, which doesn't even need to be talked about too much because, I mean, the proverbial phrase has always been, these things take care of themselves <laughs> yes, because they that. do I said it on our board all the time. <laughs> every yeah. time they take care of themselves, yeah. um, but – they do need they do need to be down to 85 by the time um, fall. I, I I don't know the exact deadline, but it's, before it's the August. season starts, yeah, uh, so around fall camp. Um, but there's another transfer portal window in the spring, um, just after or just right around the end of spring ball. So it's sort of a non-issue issue. I think it, there are benefits uh, that come from having that many on the roster. I think you're going to get a, a competitive, maybe a little bit more cutthroat spring oh, yeah. practice with all the competition for. Who who belongs here? Who wants to be here? And 
who even fits our system because uh, I asked a sort of a personnel question. A couple other people asked about positions. And um, <laughs> like we said, 103 players on the roster, and they haven't actually done anything outside of team meetings and winter workouts, so nothing football related. Right. So he's like, I, don't, I can't really give a gauge of where we're at um, personnel-wise of who's going to be. He didn't say this, but it's like he's not going to know who the starters are necessarily until you get into spring ball. But um, that, that was just one of, my, been my, one of my takeaways of this massive roster size. Um, and he talked about the scholarship issue yeah. or scholarship situation a little bit. Um, it sort of pretty much said well, there's some rules that we can do. Yeah, there's rules. And then so he mentioned, you know, it's unique when you're in your first year too, right? And so it, you, he's not going to be able, you know, two years from now to be in a situation where, you know, there's 103 kids on scholarship coming mm-hmm. out of the February signing day because that would mean very bad things for the evaluations they had made previous yeah. to that, right? And so this is really unique to the first year. Um, I thought it was kind of interesting that he mentioned that, you know, in the limited things that Matt Rule has been able to observe, like he's seen some – offensive linemen, for example, that he didn't realize weren't on scholarship. He, you know, he's quick to say, you know, I haven't actually seen them play, so right, we've got to see right. that as well. But just looking at them, they look really good. And he talked about, you know, I don't remember if it was your question specifically about personnel or someone else's where he said, you know, we also don't know what positions we're going to have guys in. That, to me, was really interesting because we get really locked in on, hey, this guy was an interior defensive lineman or this guy was an edge before, and so he's always going to be that, or he was a safety. Maybe those guys can start to shift around and move, and he gave a couple of good examples throughout his history of times where that's happened for him. Uh, But that'll be interesting to see, and that will make uh, spring football a lot more fun, too, because there'll be some movement um, that we can expect to see going forward. Yeah, he name-dropped Sean Bradley, Philadelphia Eagles linebacker, and then Hassan Reddick, he he name-dropped twice. Yeah, that's a guy you may have heard of. And Foley name-dropped him on Monday. So uh, first-round pick who's now about to be in the Super Bowl, um, about to lose to the Kansas City Chiefs on February 12th, (laughs) Super Bowl Sunday. Um, And he's become a recruiting tool that they can use, Mm -hmm. uh, and an effective one. A a very good one. But I am glad you said that because that's something I noticed. Mm -hmm. Um, I wrote about in my five takeaways from today that you can read at Nebraska.Rivals.com. It was – we could be in for some positions, position switches in the spring, which I think, yeah, you're always going to have that, I feel mm-hmm. like, but maybe like one or two, but maybe we're in for a few more um, because it's a completely new set of eyes. And right. uh, it, it kind of was last year with yeah. the overhaul of the coaching staff, but still it's a brand new uh, set of eyes. They were also in a, sl- a slightly different position because they were coming in and they had to hit the ground running to win, right? right or right. else what ended up happening was going to happen, right? And so now this staff can kind of mold and shape things as they kind of see fit. Um, and so that there, there ends up being, it's not, they're under pressure um, for a, like just in general, mm-hmm. but it's a different type of pressure than they were last year, right? Yeah, this is more of a slow go, like uh, more of a slow burn yeah. because, <clears throat> I mean, as much as excitement and th- mm-hmm. enthusiasm as there rightfully is right now, and I think Rule and their staff, his staff, all of those um, everything that's going on right now, I think, is uh, have pretty much maybe not 100 percent the right moves, but uh, a lot of positive, a lot of positive, <laughs> like, a lot, lot of, of good, things that have gone really well. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, the, the scale tips a lot further, and yeah. the things are going in the right direction. These are the right moves than um, than the wrong ones. But so, but still, despite all that, it's still going to be a slow burn and a build here. And that was one of my takeaways too. Mm-hmm. Was um, when I asked him about the personnel stuff, um, 
he, he just talked about how crucial it is to teach the game and like make sure these guys learn and just he gave he gave the filibuster of the press conference <laughs> where he said a bunch of stuff without saying it but in Embedded in, embedded in that, we're starting to learn that yeah. it's weaved in there. Yeah, in, yeah embedded in the that long in answer yeah. was a couple tidbits where it's like, oh, that actually is uh, pretty noteworthy. Like, I see what it what is going to be taking place this spring because mm-hmm. it's it's going to be a, a spring of patience and um, adjustments and just teaching and the coaching staff is going to be learn, teaching the players and learning about the players and vice versa. And the coaching staff is also going to be <laughs> learning about each other. Like, I mean. Uh, Terrence Knighton, I wasn't on for your, you and Steve's yeah. uh, rapid recap from Monday from Terrence Knighton and Ed Foley's presser, but Terrence Knighton talking about how Tony's, uh, Tony White's yeah. um, vision for the defense, and he pretty much said, my thoughts are good luck, but then he went on to say, like, we still need to learn that. Right, he so. has to learn it because we were, he was also asked around that about like who he's responsible for coaching, and he didn't know 100%, right? He didn't <laughs> know he'd have the interior guys. He might also have the edge guys as well, um, but they had to see, and it kind of depends on who they move around because, again, about that position flexibility and just changes that are going to occur, um, but also see kind of how they want to work the scheme to be able to see who needs to coach what, um, which will be a storyline. It's not one that we're going to necessarily know a ton about, but it's definitely something to, to kind of put a pin in um, just that learning curve that the coaching staff will also have and kind of learning new schemes and mm-hmm. new players while also figuring out who needs to play well I think that that's going to be a thing this spring there's just so many like juicy intriguing storylines mm-hmm. from the spring and like I'm it, it's felt like throughout all of January because it was so recruiting focused yeah. and something's happening every single day where there's like nine commitments a day or <laughs> sounds like there could be. It feels like I mean, you know better, you know better yeah, than me. Yeah, it feels we, like it. Uh, grinded through that month and then now February, sort of a slog. Um, but now it's starting to feel like, okay, spring ball kind of is around the corner mm-hmm. and just kind of now feeling that. But like I said, it's sort of a downtime in February uh, is now hitting us, but not for them. I mean, no. that that was. Uh, I want to make one final point and then give you the floor to, for a final point as well. Like, we, I think we have all rightfully, like you and me, uh, Steve, our team at Inside Nebraska, like a lot of the media, most of the media and fans are giving this staff so much credit for the work they've put in, show, their work ethic showing, and it's rightfully. It's justified because it has been very impressive. Yeah. But at the same time, I've been thinking about the past couple of days, like are, it, I feel like that should be the norm okay. is working that hard. I yeah. mean, you're a college football coach and you're at the highest of levels of yeah. the sport. You're in the Big Ten. You're one of the top ten programs pr- uh, historically right. in, in the country. And all of those things factoring in, it's like, yeah, work. Working hard should be the bare minimum baseline requirement. Which Matt Rule and said. And <laughs> that's why when he Matt Rule said that today, and it was, I, <laughs> I think I kind of accidentally just started nodding my head and said, "Yep," yeah. because he said, "We're like we're just doing our jobs. We don't want to. We're not celebrating ourselves for working hard. Like right. that. We're, this is just what we do." And I was like, "All right, I'm glad that that was said because I do feel like there's a thing of we so many people." Maybe not me as much. I only got a small taste of it because I've only been here since June. But yeah. I did get a taste of it. But uh, others like you and, I mean, the fan base, obviously, <laughs> is used to la- um, the last staff of the yeah. stories you hear of just maybe not enough work being put in yeah. in a recruiting trail or what, what have you. So I think there's still 
like some holding on to that, but I think it's time to sort of push forward and realize, okay, that was an anomaly like that. This work ethic is more of the norm, and that's what we're getting in this stuff. Yeah, and I think that the, my final point, though, was actually it was related to that, but not the same thing. It's the effects of that. I think that we're already starting to see, and we're going to continue to start to hear stories, especially as we start to talk to players again, about the level of effort that they've seen out of Coach Rule and his staff, and then what that's what the impact of that has been on the players. And what I mean by that is. It's real hard for you as a player to come in and slack off or to not do that extra work or to not stick up with your hydration or whatever it is. Because I've seen, I've mentioned hydration because I've seen every player I've seen in this facility for the last a couple of times I've been here have had full on gallons of water with them. Um, <laughs> like their bodybuilders. Yeah, at and LA so I'm kind of, I, I want to find out about that. I want to <laughs> see sport, if that, that has to be on purpose, right? But anyway, it's hard to ignore all of that stuff if you know that your coaching staff is really also hair on fire all the time, like Matt Rule said today, like there is no come up for air right now mm -hmm. we're going to be go 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 um all the way through this thing because it's what we have to do and then for them to say on the back end of that it's just our jobs that will trickle down to the players like mm -hmm. how could you how could it not that's how you end up building a, a team and, and I, I know the buzzword culture but that is how you end up doing that because they've modeled that behavior and so i've, I've been really interested in that and it'll continue to carry through throughout spring football as well when we get to talk to players yeah you can see sort of what the groundwork that you could see the groundwork being laid. You see mm -hmm. that foundation right And with now, the, them being in the community. So you saw what Matt Rule talked about how, how excited he gets about uh, college tennis, right? And how he said, I think it was 27 football players he said went with him for that. Like, I don't, I don't want to say, but I don't know for sure that that was happening before. And that's not even necessarily a, a slight on the previous staff or anything like that. It's just now something that they do because they've seen their coaching staff do it. And I, I think that that's important and it's interesting. Yeah, a bunch of little facts like that, like what rules said they went to dish in Lincoln yeah. for uh, for dinner like for his birthday which was what two days ago Wait, yesterday 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 yeah. um, happy happy birthday yeah, happy, happy belated, belated birthday yeah, Matt rule yeah. he went to dish I'm like uh, I know he's I actually I talked to him for like uh, 10 seconds after just to introduce myself because I didn't get a chance to do that before mm -hmm. I'm like me and you are kind of in the same spot if we haven't been here, living here very long mm -hmm. like I've only been living in Lincoln since August. I'm like, I have no idea what DISH is, but mm. there's like three people who just told me, people you got to do it. it. Yeah. Yeah. What is it? It's, a, it's an Asian <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> or not an Asian, Indian restaurant. It's very, it's, people like oh, it. It's I like chicken tikka yeah. masala. Yeah, if that's you how you, I don't even know that, if that's how you pronounce it, but I love yeah. that. Like, I love that dish. So yeah. it's a good dish. <laughs> wow. But uh, we are dishing out takes and opinions here today um, <laughs> from uh, the press conference. And I don't know, uh, it might be a little... Uh, Thin as far as media availabilities go, um, we'll find out in the next few weeks. Uh, Rule said we're not taking a break. He said, "Well, I did give the coaches a couple of days." He said off, he gave them two days off. We'll <laughs> see which one of them took it. Yeah, two <laughs> days off, and sort of like that uh, voluntary practice that the yeah, coach will tell you about. The practice is, actually is voluntary, <laughs> but if you don't come, we hate you, and you're yeah. not ever going to play. Um, so, but no, they got a couple of days off, and then um, rules right. Rules not taking any days off. They're right back at it after that. Spring ball around the corner. Not exactly sure when it's going to start, but uh, in probably mid-March. Um, looking around then, maybe March 8th at the absolute earliest, but yeah. probably after that. Um, but I don't know. Anything else to add about today? Or 
It's 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 an important day in reshaping the roster with 39 players <laughs> coming in. I can't underscore that enough. It's kind of wild to think about um, 39 guys coming in. There will definitely be increased competition this spring. Yeah, there's a poster uh, back in November um, subscriber to the message board um, who had said, I think like, and um, he or she laid it out like, mm. um, we're probably gonna bring in close to 40 new players, like whatever the new staff comes. And I messaged you about I remember this. talking about that. I was that, like, yeah. I went from thinking that, like, that is ridiculous, like 40 new players, come on. And then yeah. t- like 10, 15 seconds later, I'm thinking about it, I'm like, actually, they're probably onto something. That actually seems like a pretty, like, that actually right seems like there. realistic numbers. They so. still can get there with that second signing period, or yep. the second uh, transfer portal yep, window. Exactly. <laughs> Provided and, no one goes there. And <laughs> rule when talking about the scholarship situation actually did uh, talk about it and talked about adding more players because they're at, I would not be surprised. <laughs> they're at 13 scholarship offensive linemen. He said he likes to always be at 16. So it's like, wow. You don't talk about more. music to the fan base. Of the year. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, how do we skip over that? We, gotta, we should have led with that. That's right. Yeah. I had to throw that in at the end. Yeah. Um, he also mentioned a f- the word fullback twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's another buzzword for um, the Nebraska fan base. But um, well, we'll have plenty more stuff. Um, again, it's a downtime, but uh, we have some bigger picture, uh, longer form features and analysis columns, that type of stuff, um, sort of in the, in the, in the bank um, that we're planning on, um, stories we're planning on pursuing and running out at nebraska.rivals.com. Um, so you can check that out, make sure to subscribe, make sure to like and subscribe um, to this video and our Inside Nebraska YouTube channel. Um, to get them dropped right in your feeds, um, and we'll be back on here again. It's my first time back in a while. Yeah. I feel like I, I felt like I was hitting my groove the, there the after channel, the first couple the minutes. You. It, had been, <laughs> it had been a while, and I, I realized that about midway through the recording, I'm like, oh, I haven't been in front of the camera. You've been in front of the camera all, oh, all, all week. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. Like, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, I'm like, I'm glad Greg is yeah. doing it, so I don't have to have yeah. that obligation. Um, but again, we'll. Uh, be keeping coverage throughout the month uh, and then heading into spring ball. So keep it locked right in to hear the Inside Nebraska YouTube channel and Inside Nebraska website. Uh, for Greg Smith, I'm Zach Carpenter, and we'll catch you guys again next time.